In today's gospel, in a roundabout way, we meet four types of people. The first type of person is the person who leads us and encourages us in our sinfulness. Now, we don't meet this person directly in today's gospel because we encounter the woman after she was caught in adultery. But, you know, and maybe I live in a weird world. I don't feel as if, I don't think people just fall into or wake up one day and decide to commit such a sin. That there are people and relationships and things in their lives that are encouraging them, that are moving them more and more away from God and deeper and deeper into sin, into isolation, into brokenness. The second person we meet are the scribes and the Pharisees who bring this woman before the Lord. They desire to see this woman for all time as her sin. These are the people in our own lives who don't forgive us, who always remind us of that thing we did a day ago or a decade ago. It's weird that we live in an increasingly permissive society. Anything goes so long as you're consenting to it, but it's also one that's increasingly unforgiving. We will remember all of the things that you've done or said, even from your youth, and hold them against you. Even if you have been punished, you will continue to be punished for having done something that was wrong. The third person we meet, and this is where it gets kind of weird, are the people who bring the woman to Jesus. And you're saying to yourself, well, isn't that the scribes and the Pharisees? And it's a good reminder for each and every one of us that sometimes the people who bring us to Jesus aren't doing it because they want to bring us to Jesus. That we come to find the Lord, actually, the Lord comes and finds us in our brokenness, in our sins, in our struggles. We are never so far from the Lord. The Lord gets up and goes because he knows this is where this woman is going to be brought. He goes because he desires to be there for her. I know in my own life, I remember when I was a junior in, in high school, I was chosen to go as part of a, an exchange program in Australia for six weeks. And I went with a guy from my high school class. I went to an all-boys Catholic high school. Well, I didn't really know that well. And when we were down there, you know, we weren't really pursuing virtue or uh, Christian values. Let's just say that. <laughs> well, the next year at our senior retreat, he gives up to, get one, to give one of the talks. And I'm sitting there and listening. I've not heard the talk. And he talks about an encounter that he and I had in Australia that I, for the life of me, cannot remember. <laughs> Where I led him away from a sinful situation to choose the better path. And again, I just don't remember this encounter. But it's a great reminder of how the Lord works through us even when we're not even aware of it. The Lord uses His grace to steer other people to Himself through us and does that in our own life, helps steer us to the Lord even through people who know nothing about it. The last person we meet in the Gospel today is Christ Himself. And this is really what it's all about. In that our sin, and this is how we know sin to be false, our sins can even lead us to Jesus. Other people can either through their own desire or through their own brokenness can somehow lead us to Jesus. Jesus is the orientation. Jesus is the beginning and the end of all we do. Jesus is there for us. Jesus is waiting for us. Jesus is seeking us. 
especially when we are sinful, when we are broken, when we think or think we are far from Him. As we heard in the first reading, that when God acts, He makes things new. And when Jesus comes into our life, especially at the point of sin, especially when we bring them to him in the sacrament of confession, we are made new. You walk out of the confessional a new creation. As we heard in the second reading from St. Paul, I consider everything as lost because of the supreme good of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. In fact, when we know the Lord, when we bring our sins, when we bring our brokenness to Him with a contrite and open heart, the things that we bring fade away. They disappear. You see, a lot has been written in the years of hypothesizing. What was Jesus writing in the ground? Why was He writing in the ground? And my favorite interpretation is this, right? is that Jesus is sitting there and bending down and writing in the dirt because that's what we do in our sins. We write in the dirt. We write in our flesh. We write in the things that won't last, in the things that are passing away. But what does Jesus do? He calls us to something more than that. He straightens up. He forgives us our sins. He reminds us that our names are not to be written in the dirt. We are not here for something passing, but our names are to be written forever in heaven. He is calling us to something greater. He is saying to us in his love, in his mercy, in his kindness toward us, at what St. Paul says to us, forgetting what lies behind, but straining forward to what lies ahead. I, can, I continue my pursuit toward the goal. And what is that goal? The prize of God's upward calling in Christ Jesus. The Lord loves us so much that he comes down and gets in the dirt and plays in the dirt with us. But he does so to call us to something grander, to something higher to something eternal. Wherever you are right now, whether you be locked in the shackles of sin, come to the Lord. And if you know the Lord, and if you love the Lord, and if you're pursuing Him, bring other people with you. Our lives are not meant to be written in the dirt. They're written in the stars. They're written in the heavens. They're written in the heart of Jesus Christ.